0: If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Thank you for the very warm welcome. As uh, we shared with some of you yesterday, it's not coming to or visiting here, we are coming to a family, part of the family. So it is so good to be knitted in the purpose of God in these days. So it is so exciting and it's such a privilege and honor to be able to come and share with you. And we bring greetings from England, from Europe, from Dr. Sharon Stone and the family there, Greg and the rest of the CI family, just bring you greetings and blessings from there. Because we're all part of that great family that God has called in this hour to do a work for him in this globe. So today, my dear wife will be uh, preaching, but God put something in my heart so that I will just want to prophesy that and also pray that before she comes. So I won't be long. Just to say that even yesterday evening, it was interesting as we were traveling back, Apostle Melody took a photograph and she showed it to me this morning of the heavens. There was something happening in the heavens. There was a beauty. And you know this morning, uh, the multimedia people, I don't know whether it's possible to put that scene up, how beautiful that those four lines that came up, I don't know whether it's possible, is it? Um, that particular slide is very interesting and it's about the heavens declaring something. Um, if it's there, I will... It's just the four lines comes up, how beautiful, how beautiful, I think. Yes, even that's fine, maybe the next one... Uh, Yes. And then just the four lines. Yes. There we are. I believe even as today, you're in this last week, you're on your fifth. You finished your fifth jubilee. You're entering your sixth jubilee. 35 years. Seven multiplied by five. You're already in it. Time is accelerating, you're gathering momentum as each jubilee comes by and goes. there's something that is accelerating in these next seven years that will also take you if the Lord doesn't return before then, the 49th year of complete restoration of all things. So we are there partnering, shouldering just to see the fulfillment of God's jubilee in this house and what He has established. Even as we were singing today and the cry was arising from this house, how beautiful, how beautiful, how beautiful. I heard the Lord singing the same thing back to you. He was singing how beautiful you are, how beautiful you are. Your sound has reached the heavens and the heavens are responding. There is the angelic responding. God himself is responding how beautiful you are. In that combination of that song that has gone to the Lord and the song of the Lord coming to the earth, even as you are in that place, I saw as in the days of Jericho, you don't have big cities that will fall, but what I saw was um, concrete posts. I don't know whether you have barbed wires here. And that's what I saw melting. Barb wires are melting. Concrete posts are falling. Because God is extending his kingdom through you. Limitations and constraints that has come from around, even in this district, even in the spiritual and the natural, even as your song has arisen and God is singing over you in that place. There is a way that is being opened. That God is opening a way to fulfill that which he has said that he would do it. And this is time to arise and to know that the heavens are singing and God is singing how beautiful you are and the devil has no way to touch it. No spiritual host can touch it. No human beings can touch it. No natural mind can come against it because there is a declaration, there is a union between the lamb and his bride. And this is the hour in that place as that increase of that relationship is there in that place of the great romance. You will see that is your warfare in that romance. Mans is where I saw those things melting, those posts breaking, and the territory expanding. And even as I was praying this morning about today, God gave me this psalm, and I will close with this psalm. Maybe if we have the time this week, we'll try and unpack it. But the psalm is Psalm 68. May God arise, may his enemies be scattered. This is for you, the psalm. God is uh, singing over you And you are singing to God So it's a combination together If you can imagine heaven and earth Are declaring this psalm in this place For your territory For your expansion May God arise May his enemies be scattered May his force flee before him May you blow them away like smoke As wax melts before the fire May the wicked perish before God But may the righteous be glad And rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God. Sing praises of his name. Extol him who writes on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. A father to the fatherless. A defender of widows. Is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. But the rebellious will live in a sun-scorched land. When you... When you, God, went out before your people, this is the way God is preparing. When you marched through the wilderness, the earth shook, the heavens poured down rain before God, the one of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. He gave abundant showers, O oh God. You refreshed your weary inheritance. Your people settled in it. And from your bounty, God, You provided for the poor. And it goes on. And I believe this is what God is saying. He has gone before you. He is opening a way. And it is in the place of song, as in the days of Jericho. Every hindrance, every man-made structure, everything that the cleverness of man has erected in that place of that communion with God, God has already opened the way. And as you walk it, you will see as in the days gone by, as in the days of the Scriptures, That the heavens shaking, things moving and shifting because you are on pilgrimage to meet your God. So Father, we just thank you this day. Thank you God for this house that you have established and you have raised the house up in this hour to be a light on a hill. Father God, we just thank you even as the psalm says, you have gone before them and now you are taking them with you because the song has arisen from the hearts on this time of that sixth jubilee. Oh God, and you are singing over your people and it is in that place of communion. Oh God, you're not just going to do it in this place. Wherever this grace is taken, that is what will happen to those territories. So God, may you bless your people this day. May they be be empowered to succeed according to your word, will and way, for your name's sake. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Hopefully, we'll try and get as much as what the Lord wants done, uh, if I don't get in his way this morning, um, which I tend to do sometimes, because I'm Irish, and, but I'm born of the perishable seed in Christ Jesus, but I do talk a lot. Um, but in that place, uh, I just want to ask quickly, anybody in the room who has felt particularly held back in this last season? Do you want to come up for a minute? Hopefully, we have a bit of fun. Okay, right. Bit of card. Anybody else? Okay. Got it? Now, you may have to share in this pen. Well, you can half this. You can quarter it. You can do whatever. I have no problem with this. And you can have freedom to do this throughout the service. It doesn't bother me having eight kids. All matter of things happen. But I want to show you. I've just written held back on my paper. You can write whatever it is. To be honest, I kind of looked and thought, well, the list is too long. I'll just write held back. It's enough for me at this point. But you see, the, thing, the whole thing about being held back, it's like this. The enemy says, right, I'm going to hold you back. And I'm going to hold you back. And I'm really going to hold you back. And the Lord says, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I didn't mean to hit you. Sorry, sister. But you see, the process is when you think you're being held back, God's just getting you into position to go double forward. So, like I said, I have no problem. You can do this during the service. You can do it at home. You can do it with your kids. Anytime you feel held back, yeah. go for it. <laughs> go for it. And I believe there's some elastic bands if anybody wants freedom to do that. Um, please don't aim it at me. <laughs> um, this last season, and we do know there has been an interesting season to do with water. We had a conversation briefly this morning before the meeting started about water, and I think it was in 2010... Um, maybe slightly earlier than that, we did some studies on water spirits. And we kind of did it and we kind of, you know, parked it somewhere because we thought, God, okay, we did that. We don't really know what. But during the service this morning, we we briefly spoke a little bit about water spirit. Um, But during the service, I just felt the Lord saying, okay, the enemy has tried to come in and tried to give water a bad name in your place it tried to come in and try to say where there is water there is danger where there's water there is distraction where there's water there's going to be finance where there's water there's going to be a place you're going to be delayed where there's water it's going to ruin everything you're going to sit on move on and function in and when we did the study some time ago we found out that when there's a water spurt moving you have inflammation you have rheumatism and you have all manner of stiffness that hits the body Now if you put that into a a church body, how can you move when your joints aren't quite functioning together? How can you function when you have a little bit of inflammation in your body and you just think, I don't feel quite right? And you know it just takes that slight imbalance that actually you start moving at a different angle. And if you continue moving in a different angle, what happens is you end up in a different place from where you aim to go in. So in the place of understanding, what the enemy has tried to do in your ground and what he's been trying to do with yourselves is that, you know, he always overplays his hand. Yes. You think, you know, when is he going to realize that the more he dishes out, the more you get? Yeah. Yeah. You, know, it's, it's, you know, we're called to help people into their destiny, right? Yes. So we have to help the enemy into his destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's what we're called to do. And the bigger he stands, the fight. You say, you give me the ammunition because you're getting it right back at you. You see, he doesn't give us thinking something thinking that we're going to have to stand there and be covered in it. He thinks he's going to bury us. But the time we're buried is the time that we're growing. Yeah. Yes. If we don't get buried, we don't have resurrection. Mm, and we need to understand that those seasons we've gone through, actually all things work together for good for those yes. who love God. Yes. And how those things work together for good, we need to understand, okay, water has come in. It has caused a little bit of a distraction. Who here has had a situation in their houses where water ruined something in their houses? Mm-hmm. Praise God, it's update. You wouldn't have dreamt to update or get a new situation or a new uh, apparatus or appliance if it didn't happen. Who here had it in their physical body? Well, that was just Melody swelling your heart, as she always does. But the reality is, is that what it is, is that God was extending his tent in you. So the enemy came and said, "I'll oh, let me put a little bit of a problem here. And God says, okay, I'll let you do this, but let me show you what the purpose is. So during the worship, um, there was one of the songs we were singing and I heard, I think it was the second one. What was the, what was the second one? That was it. And as I heard it, I first of all saw the water in the ground and I saw the fire fall. But as the fire fell, the water turned to lava. And I heard the Lord saying, this is the season where the enemy came in like a flood, but he raised you as the standard. And as he raised you the standard, he's allowed the fire from heaven to hit. And it's a lava that's going to change your surroundings and change who you are. Because that eruption, you cannot be the same again. It just changes you. And then I also heard a sound, and it sounded like a red Indian. Okay? So who can do a a red Indian holler? Go on, go for it. Now, come on, man, it's Father's Day. You can do better than this. Come on, you, you know, forget this is, not, this is not an enemy strategy. This is God showing you you can use things that the enemy used for his purpose and you're just redeeming them back. Yes. And what, what better place to do it on this ground? Yes. So men, you want to stand up and you want to holler. And then we'll tell you why you're hollering. Yeah. You ready? One, two, three. One, two, three. Sounds good. I never told you to sit down. <laughs> oh, come in. You want to get up. And this time, ma- women, you know, the, the, the women who were in the houses at that time, in, in the teepees, they were the ones that was chewing everything and making everything and doing everything. And the men were out hollering. Some- <laughs> I didn't say anything. That was your minds. And so, ladies, I want you to start the drum beat. Okay? Okay. You ready? In a count of three men, you're going to holler? One, two, three. Okay, so you ladies are doing the drum beat. You guys are doing the hollering. Then there's some of you are sitting there, you're thinking, I'm not quite sure where I fit. <laughs> you know, I don't know where I go here. So you've got two feet. And I want you to start stamping the ground. Okay, you ready? Can I hear the stamping of the floor for a moment? That sounds good. Okay, you ready? One, two, three. <laughs> And you can sit down now. And and what I heard the Lord say when I heard this going on, he said, the enemy came in like a flood. I raised them as a standard, but I've given them water rights over the nation. And when you have water rights, people come looking for you. When you have water rights, you have irrigation, you have the economy, you have the ability to change things, you have the ability, even our physical body shift. In the place of being in our physical body, how much of our body is made of water? 70%. But God said we would have what coming out of our bellies? So we have 70% of living water coming out of us. So what about those of us who have a little bit more fluid, a little bit more, you know... Jerome laughs at me. I can, I can go from a size five to a size nine shoe in different days. And when that kind of happens, I can go, okay, God, you're giving me water rights. <laughs> I've got the water rights in this place. You see, we need to see whatever the enemy sets up for us to kind of cause us to be knocked off or to cause us to lose our function. Actually, all things work together for good for those who love God. And God has given them for a purpose that we are overcome and we're positioned in a greater place that the enemy thought we'd be put in. Are you still with me? Yeah. So in the place of understanding what the enemy wanted uh, water to be a bad thing, actually, he just overplayed his hand, yeah. and you just have the rights. Amen. Amen. And he doesn't know what, quite what to do. He mm. see, even if he says there's famine on the ground, guess what? You have the water. Mm. So what's he going to do with you? If he says, right, I'm going to flood the ground more, we've been talking, well, you're just coming into your promised land. Yes. So what can he do? Yes. Nothing. You know, so he's kind of thinking, you know, I need to think of something else to do. So in the process of thinking of something else to do, you see, we need to know, Churchill said, I have to bring Churchill into this. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Yes. Yes. You see, you're a house of courage. Yes. You know, sometimes you even look at yourselves. So you try not to look at yourselves. So you kind of go, well, we're walking along here, almost the lepers and the legs falling off. We're throwing it into the wheelbarrow and we're going in to get the, 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 the spoils. Yeah. It's your continuation regardless. You see, when the enemy comes to trip you up, you just jump over it. Yeah. When he tries to give you a scud missile, you just turn it around, yeah. you know. And so nothing can put you down. Yes. Nothing can limit you. But in the place of understanding what it is that you can't be limited, you're in what year in the anniversary? 35. 35. Well, three is the whole thing of a trinity. The full image of God being made manifest in us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That unity that comes. Five, five fivefold, five cities, the completeness, five for the maturing of the saints. It feels like you've come into a place of a season where you've reached a place of maturity that you weren't there before. And it's like you have to know who you are to be able to know where you're moving on from. Yes, You need to know where you're positioned so you know where you're going. Yes. And sometimes the battles that come, they come and they hit us. And we kind of think, okay, let me get over that. But we need to know why it came. We need to know the purpose of it coming. Because God has a purpose because all things work together for good. And we need to know what does that make us. So in the process of understanding who we are and what we are, and the whole sense of um, three and five make... Eight. Eight. Eight is a new beginning. Right. So you have in that place of birthing. You know, one of the things the Lord said, I was so excited to hear that um, you, you've handed over the regional mm-hmm. positioning. Because the Lord said, actually, this is the season of new birthing. Mm-hmm. This is a season people are going to look and say, okay, they've had their season. But the Spirit of God says, no, 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 this is a fresh season. Yes. You know, new beginnings means new ways. Mm-hmm. It means increase. It means we start in a new frame. So in the place of understanding what this whole season is, I heard the Lord saying it's a year of overcoming your fears. It's a year of understanding what your limitations are so you can break them. See, when we find a limitation, sometimes we think, that means I can't do something. We're not talking about safe boundaries. We're talking about limitations. And we think, I can't go further than that. And God says, no, I've showed you your limitation. So I just want you to show you go beyond your limitation. Because with me, you can do all things, says God. It is the year of understanding that when you want to give the sacrifices, I love the word that was given about the beauty of the sacrifice from our sister here. You see, sometimes people don't see by the, the what's on our face. My kids say say to me sometimes, "Mom, you've got a resting face, and it's worrying." <laughs> you know. And when we we used to do some training some years back, um I was working with some families, and we were using uh, emotional cards for children to start to understand what was the emotion on their their parent. And I I thought I'll do it with my kids, piece of cake, you know. I thought, and. Uh, I gave this card and I was acting out this card and the kids were going, angry. No, it's not anger. <laughs> really angry. <laughs> no, it's not anger. Furious. <laughs> and I, th- I said, you're getting me angry now. Come on, what is this? And what it was, was tired. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I said, no, this is tired. And they go, oh, we thought you were angry every time you looked like that. I thought, well... <laughs> That's really fantastic to know that that's the communication I'm giving to my kids. But you see, sometimes people around us don't understand what we're going through because we're able to put that that little mask up. And in that place of having the mask, what happens is um, is these phones, praise God for the person who made the phone, but bless the person who gave passcodes. (laughs) Let them be empowered to succeed. Even my fingerprint doesn't work half the time, so why bother? So in the process of understanding what we're called to be, we need to understand what we're communicating is important. And this house is a house of communication. This house is ability. You communicate, you see, and you know what you're getting. It's on the label. It's it's there. But when the enemy comes, he tries to put us in situations that we think we know what's on the label, but he has something else planned. So why don't we just partner with him? And let's do what he does change the content of what he gave us. Because if he's delivering something with a label, and we have read the label, but the content he's delivering is very different, all we do is change the content. Change what's been given. So in the process of understanding, we're in a place where sometimes people don't really see the level of battle that's gone on. It's like the swan. Swan looks absolutely the most beautiful animal. Do you know in, in um, Windsor, That no one can kill a swan except the queen? It's a law. It isn't actually law. It's called the queen's swans. (laughs) Don't know why I just said that, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, (laughs) well, I don't know why she killed one or anything. Uh, but who knows? Who knows what that turkey was at Christmas? <laughs> you just don't know. But the reason I'm saying that is that in the place the swan is furiously paddling away, but you don't see it. Yeah. All you see is this yeah, wonderful, serene situation. Actually, when the swan comes out of the, out of the floor or out of the, out of the water, you look at its feet and you go, wow, they're ugly. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen a swan's feet? They're the most ugliest things that you've ever seen. A chicken's feet are nicer. I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're covered in wrinkles, they're messed up. But what I'm saying is that people don't see the mess up, or they don't see how you're furiously paddling. All they see is, wow, you're making it. That's right. <laughs> and you're not faking it, you're making it. <laughs> but this is the season that even when, when Isaac was put on the altar, can you imagine the pain in the heart? His only son all the promises, all the prophetic things, all the inheritances, you know, my name is going to lift off, my, 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 you know, you God, you said, isn't it, generations, this is it. God says, I want you to sacrifice it. And at the point, God provides the lamb. You're in that season. Not the season of sacrifice, the season of provision of the lamb. Like you think you're you going to the point, I can't do it anymore, and God says, don't worry, I've got it. And in the season of the provision of the Lamb, what God is saying is that I want you to remember who I am. A.W. Towser, this man just really, I think he must have been apostolic prophetic. He must have been for some of the things he wrote. He wrote this. He said, time began in him and will end in him. To it he pays no tribute and from it he suffers no change. He is immutable. Which means that he has never changed and can never change, even in the smallest measure. To change, he would need to go from better or worse, or from worse to better. He cannot do either. For being perfect, he cannot become more perfect. And if he became less perfect, he would be less God. He is omniscient. Which means he knows in one free and effortless act, all matter, all spirit, all relationship, all events, he has no past, he has no future, he is and none of the limiting and qualifying terms used by creatures can apply to him. There's no limitation. Love and mercy and righteousness are his and holiness is ineffable and no comparison or figures will avail to express it. This is our God. This is our God. You know, nothing is impossible. What do you need? He has it. But you know the amazing thing? You're made in his image. This is Father's Day. You know, we had Joel. We had uh, Pastor Stephen. And we had, uh, do you call yourself Pastor? Pops. Uh, And we had... You don't want to know. Uh, um, And we had um, the younger one, Aiden. Aiden. They were like Russian dolls. You know, one, two, three. Yeah, I can see the seasons of life. (laughs) They're there. You know, this is our natural inheritance. Our kids look like us. You know know who you've ministered with. You know who you've mentored because they sound like you, good and bad. (laughs) You know, but we're made in his image. So guess what we look like? Guess who we are. Guess what our DNA is. Guess what the full measure is. So every time there's a level of limitation or a sense of our weakness, all that's happening is the enemy is trying to remind us what he thinks we are, but all we've got to do is say, no, 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 I'm just like my dad. You've got the wrong thing. Let me prove the DNA testing that was done. Let me show you in paper if you need to. The word is full of it. This is my dad. Yes. I don't have to portray anything. And I don't have to pretend. And I don't have to do anything. This is my dad. Yes. So when someone walks up to you and you say, who do you think you are? And you say, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, the other day we were, we were talking about um, God wants to show off. He just wants to show off. And he, he causes the enemy... The partner. And you kinda think that kinda goes against my understanding. Well, let's put it this way the enemy says, Let me, and God says, Have a go. (coughs) Because God knows it. He knows how it's gonna end. You know, isn't it sad you see some situation, you think that is not gonna work. And you say, Okay. You can find out for yourself. Learn from your own mistakes. And you know the enemy is so silly, he never learns. (laughs) He never learns. So the reality is, these things come, and the enemy tries to limit, tries to squeeze, tries to remove, tries to do whatever, so that we will try and say, I give up. And God says, look, let's kind of settle something. Can you change your DNA? Do you want to try? So even if you think you're giving up, you can pretend you haven't given up, because God's going to fulfill his purpose. Because his DNA within you will be fulfilled. Because God is God. He cannot change. He's the same yesterday and today forever. You see, but we have some situations. In Hosea 2, 21 to 23, there's a beautiful reality. What I'll do is I'll give you some scripture and a, uh, rather than, because I'm conscious of our timing, rather than go through it all, you can have it as homework. We love giving homework. <laughs> it also means you have to eat yourself, which always works. But in Isaiah 2, um, 21 to 23, it, Hosea, sorry, it's my Irish accent. When I say Psalms and people people say it's at one or two, I say no, 123. And they go, okay. Because my accent says, how do you say P-S-A-L-M? Psalms. Psalm. And how do you say S-A-M? Same. Same. Well, they're both the same for me. <laughs> so, so in verse 22 it says, And the earth shall respond to the grain and the wine and the oil which beseech it to bring them forth. And then it goes on to say, uh, in the, ver- the verse before that, In that day I will respond, says the Lord, I will respond to the heavens which ask for rain to pour in the earth. And they should respond to the earth which bakes for the rain it needs. You know, you have had a wonderful, and I'm calling it a wonderful opportunity, of gathering water. Because the ground needs it. And you see, whatever tries to hit you, you just become a greater resource. Whatever it is, you become a greater resource because that resource is stored up for those who fear him. Because we're made in his image. So in the process of understanding the season we're in, we need to understand this season we're overthrowing our enemy. Yes. He doesn't have an option. Anybody seen the film Obelix and Asterix? Have a look at it. It's, great. it's a great movie to show kids when they want to understand being baptized in the spirit. You have to tweak a few things because it's a bit weird, but anyway. But in the process, Asterix falls into the potion. You get baptized in the spirit. And... One of the big guy. That's it. Thank you. That's why I love my husband. Um, Obelix. So he goes around, and all he wants to do is fight. Where's the Romans? Let me have a fight. Because he knows the strength that's in him. He knows he was made for battle. He was made for war. He knows what manner of man has been made. He knows the reality that there are always going to be situations that need to be overcome, and he is the man. So the reality is... This group, have a look at yourselves. Just just look around. Just, Just look at each other. And you kind of think, well, not quite the army that you go out into battle. Now have a look in God's eyes. You go, wow. Look at that strength. You know our brother here with God's righteous right hand. He releases captives. What else do you need? You see, the reality of when we start to see ourselves after who we are made in and what our DNA says, things change. You know, I often thought about that, that wonderful scripture um, where, let me think, it's in John... Let me get here, let me get here, because I'm pulling some things out. John 19.30. And it says, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. You know, it didn't say when Jesus received the cup of the best wine that was, because it was his last breath, and they said, let him give him the best. So the sour wine. The sour wine. You see, when you're dealt with something that's a little bit sour... You come back to the scripture and realize, Jesus said it's finished. It's done. And you see, the term finished comes from the Hebrew word telu. And the word telu means it is accomplished. It has been made an end of. There's nothing else to do. So when Jesus died, he didn't say, well, that's it, my suffering is finished. He said, I've just completed everything. Everything. That the world doesn't have to go through this. He said, My outpouring is more than enough. And sometimes we feel good if we suffer a little bit because we think we're suffering for Jesus. But the reality is, He's already done it. And so, what does that look like? Uh, John, could you bring my my stool over, please? Mm -hmm. There's a stool. Over here, please. Yeah. There's, still, there's a still with some props. Thank you. You see, the reality is, Ephesians 2, 6 to 7, it says, and he raised us up together with him, made us sit down together, giving us a joint seating with him. Thank you. Seating with him. In the heavenly spheres... By virtue of our being By virtue of your DNA By virtue of being his son, his daughter By virtue of what was your blood type Okay? And by virtue of our being in Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, he did this that we that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing. Do yes. you just want to hear that? Yes. The immeasurable, yes. the limitless, yes. the surpassing yes. riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor, yes. and his kindness and goodness of heart towards all. Us in Christ Jesus. It's limitless. You know, coming from a big family and having a big family, I remember um, the Lord really dealt with me a few years ago. And uh, he's so megally It was just like, it was legendary proportion blessing. You know, something that the Bible needs to be re- rewritten just for that to go in. You know, that type of thing. And I was just saying, God, this is incredible what you've done. You know, I just can't believe this is what you've done. And I'm, I'm thinking about other people who need breakthrough, and I'm praying for them, and, and I'm saying, God, you know, I'm just releasing those seeds that you've done in us into their lives, and I'm doing this. And, and God just said, do you just want to hold on a moment? And okay, and he says, well, you've, you, there's two things I want to reposition you in. And when God says just slight change, I, I was someone who, if you asked me to change, like, oh, God, I can't do this. This is, this is hard work, I can't do this. But God speaks to me, he says, let's do a slight change. Now just think how you're seated. If I ask you to stand in your head, you go, it ain't happening. But if I say, do you want to do a slight change in how you're seated? You didn't really notice it, did you? You know, it was easy. So God talks to me in this, let me do a slight change so I can do that. He said two things. He says, first of all, he said, you're praying because you feel guilty you've been blessed. Oh. I thought, really? He says, yeah. He says, you want to make sure you're sowing all those seeds so everybody else can be blessed. You want to make sure everybody gets a portion of this because you want them blessed. I said, yeah, I do. He says, but, but why are you doing it? Yeah. That's good preaching, Why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you want to be their savior? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it because you feel guilty? Are you doing it because you fear that someone might covet what you have? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing it? And so, you know, he, he, got, he got me into a position. I said, okay, God, didn't realize, but okay, let's, let's go with this one. And it still comes up. I have to remember, okay, God, that's not who I am. You're the Savior, not me. And because it comes up, it doesn't mean I'm in the wrong place. It means I recognize where I came from. Exactly. And I recognize where I'm going. Exactly. The enemy wants me to put up a castle. And rain in it. I said, No, no, I'm passing through this one. It's a signpost of somewhere it was before. And the second thing he said to me, he said, Is it, Let me just shift something that you learnt growing up. Is you learnt that when someone got the new shoes one week, it was somebody else's turn the next. I said, God, that's how it works. He says, Not in my kingdom. Is that I can give everybody new shoes every day if they want to is you don't have to think it's somebody else's turn because you've had the blessing. And I really feel in this house, you've had so much blessing. You know, you walk in, and the sense of explosive love that's in this place is unbelievable. And you know that saying, you know, thank God for small mercies. And God says, no, thank me for where I've put you, but keep walking because I'm giving you more. That's exactly right. Yes. I'm giving you more. And that more does not mean you have to feel guilty about it or you have to pretend you're something else. That means I'm giving you more. And so, in the process of understanding what God's giving us, we need to be in the place of understanding that means He wants us to dem- demonstrate. You know, He wants us to look like our dad, mm-hmm. He wants us to act like our dad, He wants us to function and speak like our dad. He wants us to show, that's my dad. This is who I am. I'm not ashamed of him. He's not ashamed of me. He wants us to be able to allow him to show us off. And for some of us, that's quite difficult. Because we don't like the spotlight. And God says, you know, if I want to shine the spotlight on you, and if I want to show people how good and how great and how amazing I am, let me do it. Because you're not the one getting the glory. I am. You know, um, my... My dad, I did some research some time ago and I found out that my grandfather, my great grandfather, my great great grandfather was in the British Army. Coming from an Irish Catholic background, I can see why they hit it. You know, it's, it's understandable. But in the process, I also found out, and I found this out just before we went to, to Myanmar, didn't make the click. You know, I should have but I didn't make the click until we were in Myanmar and the Lord asked us to do something and I found out that my, my great grandfather was stationed in Burma and as the British Army they were not very kind to the Burmese so the Lord said I'm showing you this because I want to demonstrate my glory you see sometimes we think up we find out things about our family past and we go oh and God said no let me show you the glory let me let me demonstrate my hand in this. So we had an amazing time in Burma where there was a real sense of identification, repentance through them. But in the process, um, I realized that my father made tea that his parents, his grandparents taught him, his, gran- his father and grandfather taught him. And I find it out when I married this man. And actually, I only found it out when I married this man and we started we went to Sri Lanka, and what they did was, that if they made a cup of tea in the cup and saucer, you know, and the tea was too hot, they would pour it into the saucer to cool down. You don't do that in public, you just don't do that. My dad did, his dad did, why? Because his dad was in a tea estate, my dad was brought up in the army, and, or my grandparents were brought up in the army, and they spent time in Asia. And they learned some ways. So in the process of coming to find out what God is and who he is, the Lord says, you know what? He said, do you recognize that I want you to be someone, you know, Trump, I'm not going to ask who's for him or who's against him. But you know what? That man is, he has no fear of man. Yes, that's true. And if you hate him, you love him for that. You know, he has no political correctness. There's no decorum in him. He's not playing to the crowds. He is the crowd. (laughs) That's the reality of it, you know? And he can't be bought. He can't be negotiated with. He just says it's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Now, for those who don't like him, this can be really bad news. But with the greatest respect, get over yourself because the good news is the anointing of trump is on the church and what that anointing looks like is you have no fear of man you can't be bought there's no decorum in you when it comes to negotiating god what he says goes and people might go they're an embarrassment who cares who really cares does it really matter what people think about you? Now, I'm not telling you to go out and bulldoze, you know, your neighbors or whatever. So <laughs> please don't misquote this. Um, can be done. But, but what I'm saying is that don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, who really cares about you? The one who made you. Yeah. And if he thinks you're the best thing to slice bread, why are you worried about it? Yeah. So position, you know, I just see what looks like protective, uh, bulletproof on some of people here. And I just see the Lord very gently cutting it up at the back so when you get up to move, it's gone. And I just see the Spirit of God saying, you know, you've gone through a place where you try to protect yourself. You try to do the right thing in the right time, you know, be a Jew unto a Jew, Roman unto a Roman. I see the Spirit of God says, be me unto me. Be my son, be my daughter unto me. Don't worry so much about the Roman and the Jew just let me be god in the midst of it so in the process of of us drinking from the saucer we, we went to um to uh, jerome's family and his dad had the tea where it was the tea estate and he put the the tea into the saucer and i, I still remember it was our first trip and jerome looked at me because you just don't do that this is not politically correct and i just looked at him and i thought oh he's like my dad He's just like my dad. And I had the most amazing relationship with, with Jerome's father. Absolutely incredible relationship. It was quite funny. He'd come, he, he had a stroke in his later life and he, he struggled to get up from a chair and, and walk with a Zimmer frame. And when Jerome would go on Skype, he would go, he'd kind of wave. And when I came on Skype, he would somehow get a Zimmer and he'd come and we'd have this wonderful God conversation. You know, he, he was an incredible ambassador. And, you know, he it, it was, was just another father for me. But in the process of understanding he was doing something, he didn't care what people thought around him. He just did what he felt was right. You know, we're familiar with um, Psalm 23. 23, not one and two. (laughs) That's the giveaway. (laughs) But the reality is, you know, it's always a funeral. Did you hear this? Isn't it? Always a funeral. Though I walk through the valley of death. You think, oh God, here we go again. (laughs) I will fear no evil. Yes, God, I'll fear no evil. And in the process, he says, you know what? I'm going to lead you by still waters. And I'm going to let you enjoy the green grass. Mm -hmm. And he says... You know what? In the presence of your enemy, I'm setting a banquet for you to eat, and your cup's going to overflow. Don't worry about it. Enjoy it. Can you imagine? You're sitting down at a table, and all your enemies. We had had to go, this sounds awful. Um, We had to go to an event, and I won't tell you what the event was, and I won't tell you what year it happened or what month it's happened in case somebody hears this. But we went to this event, and um, before we went, it it was Jerome, myself, and our kids, and it really did genuinely feel like we were walking into a lion's den. It really genuinely did. And we thought, oh, God, okay, how do you want us to do this? How do you want us to position this? And it was, it was people who had come for prophetic words, or, and, and they were given, and they didn't like them. And what made it worse is that a few years down the road, and they kind of broke relationships with us because, you know, I was given this fleshly word. And uh, um, a few years down the road, the word happened. there's nothing worse of knowing I told you so might come out of someone's voice you know so there was that kind of a situation and 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 you know what there but for the grace of God there's there's no situation like that but we had to go into this situation and and there was a kind of reposition you know okay we can do this you know the smile is on the face you don't have the resting face the smile is on the face Uh, and the Lord said okay I want you to bring edification exhortation comfort so we told our kids okay this is this is the strategy the lord has set edification exhortation comfort doesn't matter what's going on edification exhortation comfort and i'll tell you we left that place and we had had a ball because people could not respond negatively cuz we were blessing them And everything out of our mouths was blessing. And we were saying, you look so good. And and we were validating whoever God is within them. And and we were picking up where they were at. And we were speaking into it, that EEC. Mm -hmm. The only time you hear me positively about Europe at this point, the EEC. (laughs) But edification, exhortation, comfort. And in that place, we came away and it was like, God, you receive the glory in this. He said, Do You know what? He said, I just set a table in the presence of your enemy. Yeah. And you sat on it. I thought, God, I didn't even realize that's what we were doing. He says, No, he says, You didn't even bother. He says, But that's what I was doing. And he said, The effect is it will have ripples. And since that, different people have been coming and having conversations. You see, when you're in a place you recognize who your God is and you recognize you're exactly the same. You don't have to prove anything. You don't have to vindicate anything. You don't have to force feed them. You, know, you don't have to choke them in the process. You don't have to lay hands and feed heavily on them. You just have to be who God has called you to be, and God will show off. So, my husband is not my enemy. But Jerome, would you like to come and help me with this? Okay, so... You see, in the place of let, let me let me pour you a drink. Okay, so in the place of I say There you are. Why don't you have a drink? You tell me when? Do you think it's enough for you? Do you so you really want you don't want less enough for you?
0: Whatever you give me, I'll have it.
1: Okay, but what does God say he's gonna give you? Overflow. Overflow. Well, I better just pour this, you see. And God comes, and it's a never-ending supply. Amen. He says, well, "How much do you want to drink?" And you say, "God, you know, it, it, it's it's rising. God, it's really rising. God, I don't know if I can handle this." God said, "Don't worry about it. You just you just go for it, because I'm pouring it out." And then He says, "Okay, son, daughter, this is your season." forget about other people around you would you like to have a drink and God says this is your season to drink from the saucer this is your season people around you will say how rude and you say well I'm just drinking from the overflow I'm just drinking from the overflow you haven't seen anything yet in fact you want to see what God's giving look and see you think I'm rude you want to drink with me you see, when God calls us to drink from our saucer, people around us would turn around and say, it's not the dumb thing. You don't do that type of thing. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I decree over each one of these. Yes. Lord, they were not made to be politically correct. Yes. Father, I speak the season of overflow, drinking from their saucer. Father, I speak restriction broken off in Jesus' name. Fear of man broken off in Jesus' name. I speak, God, this is the season of demonstration that our cup overflows in the presence of our enemy. God, I speak, Lord, even, and I'm just going to do this demonstration for a purpose. Even when it falls on the ground, God, the thirsty ground, gets the drink of our blessing and father where the enemy says don't let anything fall God says I'm letting things that looks like it's fallen to the ground with no return and I'm allowing it to bring forth the harvest of growth in this season the spirit of God says don't you know that difficult time was I was just bringing you into a place of greater expansion if you didn't go through that challenge you wouldn't have had the new situation you wouldn't have had the new thing you wouldn't have been brave enough to step out you wouldn't have you would have said I can't afford the decoration I can't afford that that uh, uh, that vehicle. I can't afford that appliance. I can't afford the vet bills. I can't afford the medical bills. I can't afford the makeover. And the Spirit of God says, "You don't go by your budget. You go by my budget." And the Spirit of God says, "This is the season. I am releasing to you access to my resources. And it's not because they weren't there before. It's because you did not believe it was for you." you thought you'd had enough. You thought you'd had a portion. You thought, Lord, let me not be greedy. And the spirit of God says, I'm releasing the right greed in your midst that you can't get enough of me. You can't get enough of my blessing over you. And the spirit of God says, even as I release it, I am bringing healing even into the very bones. I'm reversing. Even the enemy tried to say, Stephen, the enemy tried to say that your finances are going to be drained and your visits to the hospital was going to take your time and your energy and your distraction. The Spirit of God says, I took you into enemy ground that you demonstrate what true health is, what true resolve is, what it was to have healing in your bones. And the Spirit of God says, son, I'm going to take you that you're going to deal with God and many, that chance, that place of maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And the Spirit of God says, even as I go into the demonstration, I am going for you to confound medical history. I'm going for you to show up and to say, well, that result does not conclude who I am because my God has healed me. And the Spirit of God says, even in some situations, I say, who's in the place of, of um, looking for an increase of job, but it's like it was bit snatched from you or you didn't get that promotion? Who's in a place that you think you've reached your highest place and you're quite happy there? You want to stand up? And the Spirit of God says, there's somebody else. There's somebody else that's kind of been contented. Two here? There's somebody else. Who's in the place that's doing, um, who has, who God has put nations on their heart, and you think we've well, been to a few, and you, you know you mustn't be greedy. It's one nation at a time. Anybody else? Who has seen? people come to the Lord and you're going God we give you praise but you've kind of settled into a place of you thinking I'm seeing growth I'm seeing miracles so the rest of you are in the place that you haven't reached that place yet we are seeing God move you're seeing God pour out, you're seeing God provide, okay, it's okay, I take liberty here. It's okay, I take some liberty yes. here, so um you guys have to be at the back. You have to stand in there, okay, so when can anybody relieve them? There's a reason for it, <laughs> okay. So Father, over oh, well, these ones who stood up and they said it's not enough, Father, I break that limit, or oh, they, they feel it's been enough. Father, I break that sense of them, sense of feeling they've achieved or they feel that they've had enough or, or God, they've done some things. Father, I break the limitation of the horizon that you've put before them and I break that sense of expanse and Father, I take the the, the side view uh, shield off them and Lord, I bring forth, Lord, uh, what you said that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Father, I decree God. God, increase in Jesus name I decree it's not enough for what you've reached the spirit of God says son this is the gentleman on the back uh, with the mustache your name Scott And the Spirit of God says, Scott, you think that you've reached certain places and, and have, have got to different points. And the Spirit of God says, son, I'm taking you to different corporate settings that you're going to stretch forth my tent in those places. And I'm going to show you, son, that because the well has been dug deep within you and I'm bringing up the increase, the Spirit of God says, son, you cannot contain it. You cannot try and manage it. You cannot try and uh, even administer it. And the Spirit of God says, son, it's not about being a good steward. It's about knowing who I am and I'm the good steward behind you. And I'm just saying, God... The uh, Spirit of God says, uh, son, I'm just saying, let me be God in your midst and let the enemy be a liar. And the Spirit of God says, uh, the gentleman in the front who just sat down, your name? Reuben. Reuben. And the Spirit of God says, Reuben, you have had nations in your heart for so many years and you've been to one or two or three or four. In fact, you spend more time and more finances and emotions and prayer sending others to the nations. And the Spirit of God says, son, I love your heart to bless and I love your heart even to give. But the Spirit of God says, son, I'm taking you to the nations. I'm not sending your ambassador. And the Spirit of God says, this is the season where I'm going to show, son, this is not the season of limitation. This is a season of great expense. I see what looks like tribalism around you. I see what looks like households Uh, closures Uh, and it's not real estate that's being taken over it's like people have closed their doors and the spirit of God says son I've taken the doors off those situations and there's no restriction and the spirit of God says even as I call you into these different groupings I'm going to show you says God the best is yet to come but I'm going to bring forth the increase that they're going to know what that best is because you're demonstrating my best and the spirit of God says man this is the season where I'm bringing you into the place your name larry and the spirit of god says man this is the season i'm bringing you into place you're going to know what it is you cannot hold when i'm pouring forth there's not enough baskets you can bring and that even if the widow was called forth for the jars of clay and said let me fill what you have the spirit of god says if she could have borrowed for more she would have got the more and the spirit of god says son i'm bringing you into a place that you're going to look like to the natural light you're going to look like being foolish the spirit of god says i'm bringing increase in your way i'm bringing an increase that not just for you not just for your household not just for your region but for my namesake and for my kingdom purposes. And the Spirit of God says, even as I bring the increase, I'm going to show you, says God, it's not about you trying to administrate, it's about me, de- me delivering it. And the Spirit of God says, even as I start to bring the delivery, I'm going to show you some, this is your finest hour, but this is my start of my finest hour. And the Spirit of God says, just when you think I've accomplished it, I'm going to show you, you haven't seen anything yet. Spirit of God says, I'm going to show you what it is that you're going to have increase upon increase upon increase upon increase And even when you feel, God, you've done so much, Spirit of God says, I want you to still go for more because I am the God of not just enough I'm not just the God of the overflow, I'm the God of the completeness. And the Spirit of God says, even as I bring the completeness over you, I'm going to show you, son, those areas that you think you haven't had enough, those areas of relationship breakdown, those areas of situations, even of emotional strain, I'm going to show you, son, I'm bringing an increase that my iron from heaven is coming down and clearing up those situations. And I'm bringing an increase that you're going to have patience you never knew you even had. Spirit of God says, I'm even going to give you the place of understanding my mindset that I'm going to give you knowledge and places of emotion that you thought you didn't have. And I just see what it looks like in this might be really inconvenient but I just see what looks like you're in place you just start to cry and people look and say what is wrong with that guy and the spirit of God says son I'm giving you the place that you're going to demonstrate my heart like never before and the spirit of God says the rest of you spirit of God says why are you settling for something of a limitation why are you settling for something you think, well, this is okay, I know what I'm doing. Spirit of God says, I am taking you in a place you do not know where you're going. And I'm showing you a way you've not walked before. And I'm giving you a language you've not spoken before. And the Spirit of God says, sons and daughters, this is the season for you to realize that what you learned in the past is not gonna work in this new season. This is the season, says God, I'm gonna shake your comfort zone and take you in the place of catapult. And the Spirit of God says, even as at the beginning I did the uh, um, the release for. Forward. The Spirit of God says, Sons and daughters, I am causing you to enjoy the airborne feeling because you have waited upon me and now's the season to rise up on the wings of an eagle and the spirit of God says as I catapult you forward you might think oh God who put me here and why am I here the spirit of God says don't worry about the process recognize where I'm taking you and the spirit of God says from one point to the next my name will be praised my name will be known through all nations and my household salvation is hitting and even as I heard the Lord saying that the spirit of God says even in these days as I give have given you, the water rights. I have given you the water rights to pray for people for the release of living water out of them. And the reason I ask these ones to stand, um, you have been released in a place of overflow. Hallelujah. Overflow. So yes, it's a good opportunity to break the riverbank yeah. from everyone else. Yeah. So, Father, we release them this morning. Just delay lay hands, just touch people. Break the limitation. When you enter into your promised land, the riverbed was flooded. You see, God still has put in a safe boundary within you. It's not a swamp. It's still a river you're crossing. But there's no sense of that bank. And the Spirit of God says, Sons and daughters, enjoy the wet feet because the best is yet to come. Bless you.